0: Now that you have packed away the Christmas ornaments and Christmas for the season, it's time for some contemplation. Those Christmas are from the 80s. They're made of styrofoam. The glitter has dropped off and they're being held together with toothpicks. Don't celebrate another Christmas hearkening back to the age of glitter balls. See Ad Crucem's beautifully designed Christmons, together with our book describing how they fit into the church here. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com.
1: listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It's an iron ladle challenge today. Yes, it is. I am Mm. super excited
2: for this. It's been a minute.
1: It has been a minute for this. These always force me out of my comfort zone, and maybe it does for you guys too. But I am especially thankful that I get to take my one cookie recipe (laughs) and alter it. (laughs) To make a second cookie recipe.
0: <laughs> By the end of this year, how many cookie recipes will you have?
2: That's a
1: true challenge. Yes. It's so very exciting. <laughs> and it, y'all forced me into this. So I am not complaining at all. Erin, take it away. What is this Iron Ladle Challenge? Well, first, what is an Iron Ladle Challenge?
3: Okay, Just well, because yeah, I know correct. it has been a hot minute since we had one of these, and maybe some of our listeners have never joined us for an Iron Ladle Challenge.
0: True. So an Iron Ladle Challenge is in the spirit of the Iron Chef Challenge. We're in each of the... Competitors, aka co hosts, are assigned an ingredient or perhaps a theme in which they must respond with their contribution that they feel fits this best. Mm-hmm. Today, like previously, we did one and the theme was cranberries. Yes. Have we had another one, or was diet that? One? The diet, diet of worms. diet of worms. That's right.
3: <laughs> uh, the, the Jello yeah. uh oh, Jell-O. extravaganza was kind of a, an iron ladle challenge that before was, we had iron ladle challenges. Worker.
0: It's true. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a, another. Their special episode.
1: Oh, um Phoebe um, <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> oh, that's that was an X one. How did we forget that one? That's oh, like top oh, tier. How did we
2: forget it? Oh, <laughs> oh the God. show where
3: Aaron stuck a pretzel in a meatball and said it was <laughs> jail's tent peg. I <laughs> yes a
0: classic Aaron. Of my one of my great moments.
1: That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So laughing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This week we have a an iron ladle challenge and we do we went with a theme again. This time our theme is the coffee hour. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Not the radio show with no, Andy Bates and me. I did have them. a moment of panic when
0: we were planning. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, is this actually for the radio show, the coffee hour? Are we doing <laughs> a live, live? One? I am not prepared. <laughs> but it, it wasn't for that. It was for the coffee hour that you often have at your church on a Sunday morning. Sometimes it's in between your church service if you have more than one. Often it's connected with Sunday school and church, sort of the bridge between them. It is a time of great fellowship and mutual consolation of the saints. (laughs) And true it is a
3: wonderful (laughs) wonderful thing really great um, coffee in addition it depends (laughs) on your church I've been at churches where the baked goods were hands down like the best I've ever had and the coffee was cheap and old and the fellowship Mm. was amazing
2: so you know it can go nobody can see my sarcastic face on the
3: radio (laughs) oh you were being sarcastic I was (laughs) I was
1: yeah, Is this also a bit of a celebration of the coming back of coffee hours uh, post-pandemic as well? Because you know, I know a lot of churches mixed it for a while. Yeah, they did. And some did. still uh-huh. have.
3: Right, yeah. But not right. forever. They will come back. Not and when right. they do, we've got some recipes for you to try.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. That's right.
1: Because <laughs> That's right. when your
3: church finally starts having coffee hour again, it is not the time to bring out the... Double stuff Oreos. <laughs> but those are okay too. They are. They're a great fallback if you have a disaster in the kitchen like I almost had today. Spoiler. Or- oh no. <laughs>
0: it's true. <laughs> so did everyone come up with something or did any of you decide you need to do the classic Sunday morning? Oh dear, I am supposed to bring something for coffee hour. What can I find in my pantry? (laughs) That would have been me if it were last week when we were recording as originally scheduled.
3: And none of us
1: read the calendar (laughs) properly. (laughs) Four packs
3: of double stuff Oreos of shame. Five minute
1: episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, who who wants to go first? Talking about what you Aaron, what you do came you, up. With. Do
2: you want to go first? And I just if you don't, yeah, that's okay. Sure. But like I just want to say something right now. Say it. Okay, let me hear it. I'm I'm recording from home today from COVID exposure and <laughs> no literally bad. in the middle of a meeting that I was in, she called me. <laughs> She's like, where do you live? And I'm like, she's like, what's your apartment number? And I'm like, I I gave it to her. And she's like, well, I'm here. Come get this thing that I've made. And I didn't know she was coming until later when I was reading my Facebook messages. And I didn't have a lot. I'm just going to be honest with you. The concept did not jive with me. I did not believe in it. But... It was the most delicious thing I've probably eaten in the last, I would say probably since Christmas. The most delicious. Ah, oh, I mean it was excellent and t- like top tier experience for the food item.
0: Christmas is a high point of the year, so I feel good about that for sure.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So I would love for you to talk about that first because it was amazing.
0: I am so glad you enjoyed it, and yeah. So this morning I. Did this? I did this whole thing this morning before work. That's impressive. Which I actually am super impressed. I expected that I was going to have to use some more personal time to to actually accommodate this feat this morning, but it was actually very doable. Therefore, would work on an actual Sunday morning is nice. where I was getting at with this timing uh-huh. discussion. Yeah. So I made. <laughs> I made. Apple cheddar scones. (laughs) And I was inspired to do them because a coffee shop that I like to go to has these really delicious scones, and they often feature a savory scone, which I Mm. am a big fan of a savory scone. And these savory scones that they have often have an excess of cheese. And when I say excess, that is. (laughs) A compliment, not a criticism. You can never have too much cheese, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. So I wanted a very cheesy apple cheddar scone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I found um I found a recipe from a trusted source. I believe I've talked about this source in the past. I went to Smitten Kitchen love them, for my recipe and found she had an apple cheddar scone recipe there. And I decided nice. that was what I was going to use. However, I thought she was a bit light on the cheddar. <laughs> and so I decided I was going to do my best to amp up the cheddar portion. I also decided that I like the savory scone and I wanted so I wanted a less sweet scone in her so i cut the amount of sugar that it called for in half hmm. as far as the dough goes so basically with scones if you're not familiar they're they're actually surprisingly easy to make this one involved you have to cut in butter which is a baking technique where you have to like you have the butter That is cold in chunks of butter and you're trying to incorporate it into your dry ingredients. So typically it's your flour, maybe a little salt, baking powder, things like that. And the way you incorporate it is by basically cutting it up into tiny, tiny pieces. Hmm. Now, there's different ways you can get at that. Some people use their fingers. Some people use actual like two two knives to cut it up, Hmm. Uh, sort of slicing them crisscrossing them like scissors almost and going at it that way. I use a baking tool because that's what my mom had. And so that's the way I learned it. Hmm. A baking tool called a pastry cutter. And it looks like this sort of a, a half circle brass knuckles wire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I pretended they were as a kid.
0: (laughs) It's like a series of wires that are joined to a handle. So they form this loop at the bottom, like loop of wires that then you mash down into the dough and the wires cut through the butter. And you can do many cuts at once because there's usually like four or five wires and you just keep pushing that down into the butter and it cuts it up into smaller and smaller bits. You need the butter to be cut like that. This is true for biscuits as well. If you've ever made Mm -hmm. biscuits or if you haven't, Mm -hmm. it's the same technique you use for biscuits. Scones are essentially biscuits. They're just a richer biscuit is, I think, one of the Mm. defining features of a scone, maybe. I don't know. There's probably other... They're probably. Maybe, there, maybe there's another way. But they're like a, yeah, they're 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 definitely a biscuit close si- They're even a sibling, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not a biscuit cousin. They are a biscuit sibling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So you cut in the butter like you would for biscuits. And then you bind it. In this case, I bound it with an egg and some heavy cream. Mm-hmm. And you also add, if you're gonna add any flavorings that's when you would add the flavor you could also make a a plain scone and then have it with jam or something like that is pretty classic these i wanted the apple cheddar as i mentioned so it called for chunks of apple fairly sizable chunks Mm -hmm. interesting technique this recipe incorporated it had me and i did this part the night before it had me peel the apple cut it into chunks Put them out on a baking sheet, and then pre-bake the apples for basically twenty minutes. Huh. So they weren't they weren't fully cooked at that point, but it sort of dried them out mm. a little bit. And I think that helped them not make the dough too gummy with like a juicy apple. Having the the moisture balance is important in scones and biscuits. When they get too sticky, it starts getting to be a problem. Hmm. So it had me sort of do this pre-bake of these apples to dry them out a little bit and make them somewhat more tender. I then, instead of using shredded cheese, her recipe called for two and a half ounces of sharp shredded cheddar cheese. And I wanted a cheesier experience. And I also wanted more distinct chunks of cheese was Mm. what I was aiming for. So I chose to use... I got these. They were already sliced. You could totally have done this with like a block of cheese or something. But I I got these cheese slices at the store, which then they were already like probably about an eighth inch thick slice of cheese. And I then cut that into quarters. And that's what I then mixed in. So I increased the amount of cheese to three and a half ounces with larger chunks instead of small shreds i used larger chunks of cheese and cut down on the sugar as i was making it and when it was all coming together i felt the dough was it was it was a little dry i don't it's winter here and my house is dry so i i figure that's probably why so i just drizzled on extra heavy cream until i felt <laughs> the dough the right consistency. <laughs> Zero, Zero Like you. One in
2: doubt.
3: Very,
0: problem very solving. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted these to be smaller scones since it was for a coffee hour. I mm. thought, well, you, you aren't committing to a whole meal here. So <laughs> I made them half size, essentially. She called for patting the dough together into one round circle And then slicing that into wedges. So I just divided the dough and patted it into two circles and sliced it into the same number of wedges for each circle so that I ended up with half size scones, which worked really well. Then one more tiny tweak that I did, and this is based on my mom's experience with muffins, The recipe called for you to put a bit of an egg wash on top of the scones Hmm. and then sprinkle on a little bit of sugar, granulated sugar, Mm. before baking. Well, my mom has been making, she's gotten into muffins recently, (laughs) and she noticed that delicious coffee shop muffins often feature that sort of crunchy sugar topping, and turns out that's turbinado sugar. Yes. It's a Mm. slightly... Sugar with a little brown caramelized Mm -hmm. flavor. Anyway, I decided I would try that out. So I got some turbinado sugar. Just came from the regular grocery store. Nothing, no fancy ingredient or anything. But I sprinkled that on instead of regular granulated sugar. And it, I think it made for a really great. Since it was already a less sweet scone, having a little bit of the sweet top on it and then the occasional apple piece made it very nice, really delicious texture. They baked very easily. Once they were in the oven, then I finished getting ready, made my coffee. And once they came out of the oven, they do have to cool a bit. I was surprised I'd been planning to eat one immediately. And instead (laughs) I was like, oh, <laughs> so I set another timer and <laughs> enjoyed my enjoyed my scones and then packed them up to bring them to some coworkers and share with them here at the office. I was really glad that I had to come into the office today because if I had made these and was working from home today, <laughs> I think I would have eaten the entire batch) <laughs> the <laughs> 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 Exactly, And I was like, oh, I got to get these out of here. <laughs> I know I cannot be trusted with these. So I, I did, I offloaded them. I, I gave them to Brie. I gave them to my to my colleague. I sent out an email at work telling people, come, there are homemade scones in my department. Please take Please them. Take them. People came who hadn't like they got through the grapevine. I'm like, I didn't invite you. And they still heard about the scones and came. They're all gone now, which I'm I'm I feel good about. That was my goal. I wanted them to be enjoyed while they're fresh. That is the one thing about scones. Mm-hmm are definitely the best the day they are baked. And Hmm. so you could make them the night before. They would start losing their luster, but they would still be okay. But if you want them to really be at their best, you want to actually bake them the day of. Interesting note, you can actually freeze the dough. So like make it and form it and then freeze them in individual scone, unbaked scone shapes. And then you and bake them directly from the freezer, add, add a little extra baking time to it, but then you can just enjoy them whenever you're ready to actually do that. But I was surprised how quickly they actually came together just totally from scratch, start to finish.
3: So that sounds like a great thing to do when you have a house full or when you're cooking yeah. for church or something. Some setting in which they'll all get eaten mm-hmm. that morning. That is the key. And they I'm, will. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> glad you threw this in here Aaron because full confession I love scones. I've never made them. And I don't know why that is. It may be because they just seem so exotic mm-hmm. even though I make biscuits all the time and apparently right. there's close right. siblings to the biscuits. They are so I gross. need to make yeah. some scones cuz they're sound amazing they are. The ones I buy, you know, at bakeries are amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um mm-hmm. thank you for giving me the inspiration and the courage to maybe try. Mm-hmm. And do this thing. Because it doesn't sound that hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It's not. They they do. They have the allure. They are, you know, I don't know why exactly. Because normally British food does not have, like, the allure of being amazing. But <laughs> scones are one of the true exceptions to that. They are a very delicious food. And so you... There are some bad scones out there, so maybe oh, people yeah. are worried. They're like, I mm. had some bad, super dry,
1: hard scones, mm. and mm-hmm. those are the ones that yeah. aren't eaten the day yeah. that they're baked. That's that's probably that could be <laughs> part of the problem. I will
2: say, I have eaten my fair share of scones. I'm sorry, I just can't stop talking about these. I have eaten <laughs> my fair my fairest share of scones mm. in my 35 going on 36 years of life, and. these are top tier
0: these are top tier guys thank you you're so welcome I appreciate the the discerning evaluation so good
1: (laughs) yeah it's for for every kid that you see apple and cheese a snack like this is Uh, this is like the
2: grown up apple cheese snack it's like a classic combo that I still don't understand but it works
1: it works and it's amazing Mm -hmm. yes
0: Mm. yeah well ladies which of you would like to go next what did you come up with for the coffee hour, challenge? coffee hour challenge? So
2: I did a not, well, it's, it's edible, but it's not a <laughs> solid food item. <laughs>
0: <if> <laughs> that makes
2: sense.
0: Did <laughs> you, it's you make pudding? A, Please tell me you made pudding. pudding. It's
2: not a food. It's a, oh, it's, it's not a food. No, it's not. I wish it was pudding now that I think about it. Cause that could be really a fun time. But my <laughs> husband is a coffee snob and he'll be the first person to tell you that i i i don't say that behind his back i say it entirely to his face because he he has said it himself so i'm not digging on my husband right now but to my embarrassment or maybe to his embarrassment i am not really a coffee drinker like if i have coffee it's usually of the ice variety or it'll be like one of those like fru-fruit fruit, coffee beverages, like I'll roll up to Starbucks and be like, hey, give me one of those coffees. It's basically a milkshake that I can drink at 9.30 in the morning sort of situation, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to coffee hour coffee, it's kind of it's kind of inaccessible to me, right? By choice. Mm-hmm. But what I have created today is a fantastic enhancement to coffee hour that might help you just be one of one of the guys drinking coffee before Bible study, and that okay. is vanilla coffee syrup homemade.
0: Whoa! Intriguing.
2: See, what, look, wow. <laughs> Basically, here's what I did, and you could like just have a little jar of it in your fridge if you wanted to bring some to church or even have a jar of it at church. That's fine too. So, because I'm not a big coffee drinker necessarily you know you go and you have your one maybe two choices of hot coffee and then you have your sugar packets your sweet and low your powdered creamer like all of that i'm just like like no mm-hmm. <laughs> this recipe gives you the opportunity to make something that sweetens up your coffee and gives it a nice little vanilla flavor um mm-hmm. you probably have most of the items in your pantry already It's relatively inexpensive until we get to one ingredient. I'm sure you're you're probably thinking of what that is already. Is it the Um, one that I keep an
3: imitation version of in my pantry? That's correct.
2: (laughs) So <laughs> you keep imitation
3: in your pantry. It's like you have your, you have your fine wine, and you have your table wine. There are some right. projects that do not disturb.
1: <laughs> oh, we can Aaron's favorite right now. <laughs> imitation. Aaron is highly offended right now. It
2: works. All I'm saying. All Just, day long. Okay. So. Okay. This okay. is this is, a very, this is a very easy <laughs> recipe. It also does not take much time at all. So if you wanted to whip some of this up in time for church, you could easily do it the morning of and and get it good and ready to go. So this is a recipe that I found from mybakingaddiction.com. Not sure I'm a fan of that blog name, but whatever, we'll go with it. Basically, all you do is you have your little saucepan, right? And you dump the following ingredients into the saucepan, and I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling, because it's a blog, intellectual <laughs> property, etc., etc., et food bloggers, etc., etc., oh, yeah.
3: oh, okay, here we go, okay, did so you, you make it past the part where she tells about the, like, you know, warm, cozy childhood yes. Saturday morning she spent with her mom <laughs> mm-hmm. in, like, northern Wisconsin,
2: this one is, she doesn't want to spend $5 on Starbucks every morning, so, um, <laughs> that's, I, that's fine.
3: Sounds like a thousand-word article to me. Yeah, right, Exactly.
2: <laughs> so you take your saucepan, you put the following, and it is tremendously simple. You have one and thir- three-quarter cups water, one and a half cups of white granulated sugar, a half cup of packed light brown sugar, and a vanilla bean split in half. That's where it Ooh, gets pricey. Mm, Some people that eat it the in their stuff. pantry, but... Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> No, Some no. people do not. Some people do no. not. And so basically what you do is you combine all of these items in your saucepan, you throw it on medium-high heat. And once everything's sort of incorporated and like one homogeneous sort of consistency outside of the vanilla bean obviously, <laughs> you should bring it up to a boil. By that point, okay. everything should seem dissolved. So you just want to simmer it for about five, maybe seven minutes tops. Keep the vanilla bean in there. Once it's done simmering uh, for the five to seven minutes, you take it off the heat. You let it cool. Once it once it's cool, once like once you can put your fingers in to remove the vanilla bean, like you remove the vanilla bean, and then you can put it into a glass jar or bottle and store it in your refrigerator until further notice. There's a variety of applications you can use for this. Aside from coffee, you could put it in iced tea. You could put it in hot tea. You could put it in sparkling water and have like a flavored, like vanilla soda sort
1: of situation. You could frost some milk and just put it in some frost milk and have a, mm. a, a frost milk drink. Do some a steamer. of that a steamer. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's called. <laughs>
2: So I tried some of this in some iced coffee that I had in my fridge. And I also actually put some in some hot chocolate, which was a little harder Mm -hmm. to detect the flavor. But by and large, this is a generally easy and relatively inexpensive aside from the vanilla bean. But if you think this is Mm -hmm. probably 10 bucks for the whole jar collectively, I don't know how many cups. It depends on how much you add. But in the long run, this is going to give you more vanilla lattes and save you a whole lot more money on vanilla lattes than if you were to just run the Starbucks and and I mean, buy like thing
0: two vanilla lattes yep versus $10 on this yeah and you get i mean this
2: is this is many 30, many many i
1: don't know many vanilla lattes ah yeah, nice so so that looks amazing i'm curious how you were inspired to come up with this i mean i know your brain works in magical ways but like was there an inspiration moment for this cuz you were right. This is a wild card, and I love it.
2: You know, I think my brain is just in that range of, like, absurdity, but also, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I have no time for anything anymore, so, like, <laughs> I i I could probably not have put anything together that was, like, a baked good of some kind, and I knew... I knew you all were bringing it, so I wasn't that concerned about it. But also, like... It's nice to have some variety, yeah, of course. though. And, like, I will... The, the whole, like, Starbucks being absurdly expensive thing, like, resonates highly with me. And I know that, you know, other, other people my age don't want to spend that much on coffee, but also they like to branch out beyond more than just, like, the powdered coffee mate and the sweet and low. Like, they want a
3: little more... A little more variety to mix it up. So, sure. Can I say this is this is a brilliant addition to this Iron Ladle Challenge because yes, we were joking at the beginning of this episode about how Lutheran Coffee Hour Coffee has a little bit of a reputation for maybe yeah. also that sometimes being pretty bad, and we make up for it with the best baked goods on the planet, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a bit of a weak weak area for us. And so bringing something that makes the coffee on the coffee hour extra special seems like a no-brainer. I remember when we were at our small church in Michigan that I started, uh, I got so sick of the powdered creamer of an indeterminate age mm. that was what was was generally served that I started bringing in half and half to keep in the little mini fridge and Pulling it out on the table and sharing it. I am not a coffee snob when it comes to the coffee, but I will not drink it black, and I don't like putting powder in. But that was that became just sort of a regular little gift to my fellow half and half addicts, and (laughs) and I bet they appreciated (laughs) it. Yeah. Well, and then uh, not long after, someone else started bringing in those little uh, international cafe one shot things Mm. with the like, you know, the sweet cream or the Irish peanut butter cup, Irish cream, you know. And that just it it just made the whole experience a little bit more special. And as soon as we started addressing our little our our coffee challenges, everyone sort of clicked into gear and it was great. So yes, very glad that you thought of maybe let's not complain about the coffee, let's do something about the coffee. Make it
2: better. (laughs) I will say that this is not into it kind of does look gross. If you look at it pretty up close, just because the vanilla bean starts coming out after it simmers. So it's, I mean, it's got black flecks all throughout it. I'm not entirely sure how you could get rid of those. They're probably well, too small. You could small run to... you
0: pour it through a coffee filter. I guess you could it that. Yeah. Take out.
2: I didn't think of that.
0: But honestly, if you leave them in there, they're probably just going to keep giving up more vanilla essence yeah. the longer it sits. Yeah. So,
2: and I know
3: it's could not also like
0: just declare it to be a feature.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, I love the like authentic vanilla, vanilla, bean. vanilla. When you yes. have the black flex, that's when you uh, know that someone didn't pull out yeah. the imitation vanilla flavor.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Now, as I look at at this, you have it right now in a mason jar, which looks beautiful and will store well in your fridge, absolutely. But it probably is going to be a little tricky to pour that easily yep. without ac- accidentally overshooting it and then mm-hmm. you're all sticky yep so <laughs> something that you could consider with this sort of thing particularly if you were going to have this out at like your your little coffee bar at church mm-hmm. would be getting those they sell them in the store they're basically like a like one of those ketchup bottles they're oh yeah they're the yeah
2: bottles
1: but yeah um, i was but, thinking yeah, about those
0: that. mustard bottles mm-hmm. or ketchup bottles put it in that and then it will it will come out in a much smaller amount, allow you to control it as it comes out and it won't be so drippy. That's a good idea. Um, That's a so really good idea. That'd be something you could sure. consider if you're gonna stir. It would not be as as adorable as far as like the presentation
3: goes. You could get one of those little um like syrup containers like they have at the IHOP.
1: Oh, That be fun. They have the yeah. the olive oil bottles too with the little spots yeah. on them.
2: You Where's got it a look gravy right a boat. Just store yeah. it in the fridge in a jar and just pour <laughs> some in a gravy boat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> possibility.
1: I want it on both the potatoes <laughs> and the meat, please. <laughs> just over know, everything.
3: everything.
1: <laughs> nice. Vanilla flavored meal. <laughs>
2: also, I will say too is speaking of food, like. You could use this on desserts, also,
0: or like ice cream. The end. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, definitely, definitely. The other thing I was gonna say, if you still have it, or if your trash can is like a brand new bag and you want to fish it out, (laughs) keep that vanilla bean. It's got more life in it. I made it on Saturday, bro. Okay, sadly, I think it maybe not, but. In the future, FYI, those vanilla beans once you've done like one round with them, then like stick them in your container of sugar oh. and it will won- oh container of sugar like you can recycle them yes essentially nice what you know put it in that or put it in some liquid if you have some bourbon just <laughs> drop it into your bottle of bourbon okay. and it will be vanilla bourbon which is actually you're on your way to vanilla extract right there but if you've already extracted <laughs> some of it it still has a little more life and you did spend you know that that was your biggest spend on it yep. so you might as well Ring as much of the vanilla out of that bean as you can and that's a way to to stretch nice. it further. No,
3: that's a good thought. I had no I bet idea you can stick it in a bottle of like maple syrup.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Ooh. You got you got
0: options.
3: Guys, so the vanilla
2: bean is in the dumpster. I know, I know. <laughs> the now more you suggestions but... you make, the angrier I actually get. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll leave it there then. <laughs> The dumpster's <laughs> also okay. That's fine.
0: <laughs> Doing your part to make that more fragrant. <laughs> delicious.
1: <laughs> oh, well, oh Sarah, what did yeah. you make this time? Well, since I couldn't make my cranberry jam almond thumbprint cookies yeah, no reruns for the on this episode time, delicious uh, That's the recipe I show up everywhere with because it's kind of my go-to and cookie it's delicious Ugh, Yeah, and you got yes they're amazing they're so good i have a lot of things in baking that i can't eat including like baking powder and baking soda which make nearly every baked good nearly impossible which is mm-hmm. super sad however this one recipe from simple veganista it's kind of been my staple and i've started to use it as a base mm. for other things just to kind of see what it can do. I still have no idea how it works, like chemistry-wise. I don't know why it sticks together when you bake it, but it does. It's magic. It's magic. I sorcery. I don't I don't know. Straight I don't out. know how okay. it works. Also, I know like you talk about vegan baked goods and people are like, "Oh, it's vegan." Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. you cannot tell it's vegan unless somebody told you it was vegan. Mm-hmm. They are soft and they are smushy and delicious and amazing. So, even if you don't have food restrictions, you know what's vegan, Sarah Gulseff? Oreo
2: cookie filling. So, <laughs> <can> shut up.
1: <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> we eat vegan foods all the time. We don't even know it. Shut up. Yeah, that's hilarious, actually. And really, I don't make it vegan because I substitute honey for maple syrup, but whatever. So so even if you don't have food restrictions, these are really, really fast for one thing. So the whole like making it the morning of, mm-hmm. this also qualifies for that. Mm-hmm. You can mix the, the dough in less than three minutes nice. um, and then just like ball them up, smush them down, throw them in the oven for 15 minutes and you're done. So it's super duper fast. So I took my original, not my, I took the original recipe from Simple Veganista and I was like, you know, it would be fun to experiment with something I originally wanted to make like whatever those half cookie half muffin top things are called I can't remember what muffies muffies is that I what think it is muffies I was trying, like trying to think of a trademarked it, like, term by St Louis Bread Co mm. oh
0: muffin tops
1: oh maybe that I don't know I was trying to like smush the words together while I was riding my bike this morning and nothing that my head came up with sounded like I could say it on air so. Yeah. <laughs> so <much. laughs> So I'm not sure. But then I discovered that I don't actually own a muffin tin anymore. I think when we Mm. moved, we must have gotten rid of that. Like, they must have been like... I'm never baking muffins. That. And I think they they probably were rusting or something because we just hadn't used them in so long. I looked everywhere. I even looked in our extra kitchen bins in our basement and Mm. I couldn't find them. So I couldn't couldn't do the muffin thing. And then I was trying to figure out how to shape them. But all our stuff was in the dishwasher. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to use my usual method. So Mm -hmm. it's fine. So the original recipe is... Almond flour, salt, honey slash maple syrup, olive oil, and vanilla extract. Mm. That's it. That is the base, which is why I have no idea why it works. It just works. So this time I didn't do any of the jam or like rolling them in the crushed almonds to so you get that crunchy outside. This time I decided it would be really fun to put blueberries in them Mm. and make kind of like an almond blueberry vanilla. Cookie-ish thing. Okay. Yes. So I I use blueberries every day. I have frozen wild blueberries, like totally stashed <gasps> in my freezer. Ones,
0: the main wild? They're from colors. Canada. Uh,
1: they're probably do. they're probably the same. That's a, thing. That's a sibling. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're so okay. the yeah, those are extra good. You're right. They're
1: so good, and you can find them anywhere. That's not like a, a super special thing. I, Walmart has them, yeah. so it's not like you can't find them anywhere. But they're they're a lot smaller than regular blueberries, and. I don't know if they're sweeter. They might be sweeter. They have a they have a slightly different flavor, but they work really well. I think they work really well in baking because they're so small. So you can mush a lot of them in to something and you get a lot of like bursts of blueberry flavor. <laughs> and I ended up using probably too many blueberries because I got over exuberant and then I wasn't sure the dough was actually going to stick together because it was all crumbly in my bowl. So I, I put a lot of blueberries in it. And then I had to kind of, I was trying to figure out how to smush them together. So they actually stayed in cookie form. And normally I like scoop them with my tablespoon and roll them into nice little balls and then put them on my cookie sheet. Except this time I just like scooped it into my hand and just like mashed together. So I'm like, <laughs> she's acting
0: out every step of this. Let me tell you. I
1: mashed them together with my hands and then I had to like mash them onto the cookie sheet and form them all together. And by the time I was done, my hands were blue and I was like, (laughs) because they were slowly melting as i was Ah. doing this so i made a note for the next time that i do this to take the blueberries out of the freezer when i start preheating the oven so they start to thaw a little bit and so they'll incorporate i think they'll incorporate into the dough a little bit Hmm. better maybe i'm sure my hands will still be blue i did try to like smoosh it into a little container and then like tap it onto the baking sheet and it just came out and crumbled. So that also didn't work. But but it's
0: okay. Would it help to coat them in almond flour?
1: I could try that. Hmm.
0: Okay. So tell us, though, what did your finished product
1: turn out? They look beautiful, for one thing, which is... I pulled them out of the oven and my husband was like, oh, those look good. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, at least they look good. They were delicious. I undercooked them slightly. I'm blaming my husband. He told me to take them out of the oven. I love good goods, it. though. It is they so, so a- much
3: better to undercook cookies and overcook them. Yep. Well, and, them. and
1: that's part of it. And so this, these don't bake like regular cookie recipes because normally once they start to brown around the edges, you're supposed to pull them out, right? And then... So they so you don't overcook them, but these you have to actually let them sit for a little bit longer in the oven other cuz they don't harden up quite as mm. much as normal mm-hmm. cookie recipes do, so you have to give them a little extra time. At least in my oven, mm-hmm. I got to go the full 15 minutes. If I go 12 mm-hmm. or 13, they're not they're not quite done. So they were a little squishy in the middle, but there's no I mean there's nothing raw in them, so it's not like you're yeah. going to get. You can you could just eat this cookie dough right out of a bowl and it would be fine, and I kind of did that too. But yeah, they looked beautiful and they tasted amazing. They taste like blueberry muffins they're they're sweeter than the original recipe because i think the the wild blueberries must get sweeter when you bake them Mm. They like release their sugars or something because i gave one to my husband because i needed a non-restricted food person's opinion Uh (laughs) uh-huh like i need my hubby stamp of approval on these and he took a bite and he's like "Ooh, these are sweet i was like yes (laughs) he loves sweet stuff though they were amazing. They were squishy and also slightly crunchier on the outsides and like the bursts of blueberry. I'm very excited to try one today when I when I go home today because I did make them with honey. And when you make stuff with honey, it actually they, they sweeten the longer they sit. Huh. Oh. So it's going to probably be a little sweeter today than they were when I ate them out of the oven uh-huh. last night. So it'll probably be a little bit sweeter and you'll be able to taste the honey a little bit more because they've sat for like 24 hours by the time I get home. (laughs) Yes. So highly recommend, especially if if you have people with food allergies that don't include almond because these are chock full of almond, but other food restrictions or people that can't do dairy or any other random items, super duper good. And I'm very glad that I now have Two cookie recipes mm. I can make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all yeah. you need, really. Mm-hmm. And now I'm now I want to like chop up apples and make apple cookies or something. I don't know. I have all these
0: apple
2: well, cheddar these cookies, cookies.
0: going. Uh-huh. Apple <laughs> cheddar. <laughs> so how is the consistency of these? Mm. Are they similar to the? cranberry ones you made Mm -hmm. or is there any variation in their consistency obviously the flavor of cranberry and blueberry is very different
1: yes it's pretty similar. It's they're very dense. Mm-hmm. They're slightly less dense because the liquid from the blueberries gives okay. the recipe a little bit extra liquid when they're baking, but it's a very similar dense cookie. It's like a okay. cross between like a like a, a dense like sugar cookie and I don't know, shortbread kind mm-hmm. of. And these use almond flour which sometimes i don't know almond flour can be kind of tricky because it, it doesn't act at all like regular wheat flour or wheat flour derivatives but if you use the, the super fine mm-hmm. ground almond flour mm-hmm. which you can also get pretty much anywhere the consistency of that is is very very close to a regular baked good just a little bit okay. a little bit thicker mm-hmm. and if i'm sure if you use stuff like baking soda and baking powder it would make a much bigger difference but mm. alas yeah <laughs> very cool
0: i feel like maybe you know, at some point if you wanna experiment one, like the the muffin top yes. sort of baking tin, they make those, you might consider that. You might also consider something like a Madeline pan. Ooh. Ooh, like uh mm-hmm. it's a the little French baked good. It looks Ooh. like a little scallop. Ooh. little seashell. Yeah. Scallop yeah, a little seashell. It's a shallow little thing, <gasps> but it would allow you, again, with this sort of thing to like smoosh it in there i don't it would be worth an experiment or if you find someone who has one they could borrow those are very
2: on-brand cerebral yes. seth yes, they are
0: i just um, looked it up and i need one now yeah. like i don't know if how they'll release but you can experiment if like you, maybe a little olive oil yeah, spray
1: i'm sure if, um, if you oiled them and they would hold yeah, that shape yeah for for sure so <gasps>
0: you might look into that those could be fun ways to I need give to do the more variation.
1: Oh, and I want to do another one that's like a ginger Ooh, ginger flavored, yeah. and that would be really fun to put in a pan like that because it would it would stick together really well. Yeah.
2: Oh man, now who's spicy that? veganista?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really great. Excellent. Okay, Rachel. Well, you had take us home. Yes. some trials, tribulations. <laughs> I did, <laughs> but it
3: all turned out. So this is okay. this is Rachel's Coffee Cake Muffins, because I like coffee cake and I love muffins. And mm. also subtitled How I made a huge mess and smoked up my entire family and still somehow made the best muffins I've ever made in my life. Yes. And I keep turning yeah. off my microphone so that I can eat one without you guys all hearing <laughs> me or my chewing noises because I brought two to oh, the recording oh session yes. And yes. For, for visual aids it's- and one is now gone. <laughs> yes. So to make these, and I've made them before with less uh, drama. <laughs> And I don't know what I did, actually. I think I've been like racking my brain all afternoon trying to figure out what did I do this time that mm-hmm. created so much, so much uh, high drama in my in my kitchen. And I think I've figured it out. So when we get there, I'll tell you what not to do. Okay. So you start this recipe with a basic muffin recipe. And one of the great things about muffins is that they pretty much all start with the same basic batter and then you just dress them up as you like, at mm-hmm. least the way I do them. So mm-hmm. this one, uh, and I I just, every time I do it, I Google a different recipe. The one I liked, I used today, I really liked those. So that one's gone in my little recipe scrapbook mm. for future reference. So, you know, your whatever your favorite basic muffin recipe is, this one was Let's see, going from memory here. Two cups flour, two teaspoons baking powder, half teaspoon of salt, two large eggs, room temperature, half a cup of uh, one stick melted butter. And Mm. yeah, the butter was great. And uh, three fourths (laughs) of a cup of milk. Now, I used, I, I went out on a bit of a limb here because we are perpetually running low on milk. But right now we have a product in our refrigerator that we're trying to use up because my dear sweet husband, thanks to the supply chain, you know, when you find something on the shelf that you have been looking for, you buy a lot of it, right? So mm-hmm. he um, recently found something we were looking for, which was half and half. As previously disclosed, I drink a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Only he accidentally grabbed four quarts of fat-free half and half.
2: Oh,
3: which, uh, no. They shouldn't be allowed to call that half and half. It's no. basically no. skim milk with corn syrup and thickeners, but... Right. Some people like that. Anyway, we have a lot of it in our fridge right now. And he is drinking it up like a champ. As he should. But I thought I would (laughs) do my part. And so my three quarters cup of milk was actually three quarters cup of fat free half and half. Hmm. It turned out beautifully, though. So if I make muffins again and then before we're done with this adventure, I will probably do the same thing. Is that what almost burned your house down, though? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was not in any way. my my dear husband's fault that was all me okay okay so to make coffee cake muffins you make Uh up some basic streusel stuff Mm. which is and and i tend to not use a recipe just eyeball this you can see where i'm going with this butter Uh brown sugar cinnamon little nutmeg and some flour to hold it all together and i always get a little carried away with the amount of butter which means that i usually end up adding more of the other ingredients Mm. to make up for the (laughs) fact that there's too much butter Mm -hmm. So I ended up with (laughs) quite a fair amount of streusel. Mm. It's okay, though, because I like a lot of streusel. Anyway, so to make these muffins, you put down a little layer of your muffin batter, and then you put some streusel on, and then you put a second layer. So it's a two-layer deal. Nice. And the classic recipe, you just put some in the middle and maybe a little brown sugar on top. But I was thinking, no, let's put the streusel on the top, too. And I want these to be nice, robust muffins. So I know you're not supposed to overfill your muffin pans, but I'm <laughs> overfilling my muffin pans. You flew too close to the sun, Dolly Madison. I <laughs> so I stuffed these full oh to the God. brim muffin pans oh with Cheryl. streusel no! in the middle, streusel on top. That is very heavy on the butter, both layers. <laughs> so the muffins wow. go into the oven. And uh, not long after, like they're supposed to bake for like 20 minutes at 350. Oh, not no. long after this, Christian, my, my son helped me make the muffins because it was a snow day today, and he likes to bake. Christian says, mm-hmm. Mom, should it be smoking like that? It's yeah! like 18 <laughs> minutes on the timer. Whatever is going to yeah. happen is going to oh, happen wow. for a while. Okay. And There <laughs> the was smoke pouring out because, of course, as soon as the, the sugar and the butter started to melt, in these way too full muffin tins they started running over the side and down onto the bottom of the oven yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh it was it was no. too much to like stick a cookie sheet in there at that point because there are three racks of muffin t- it's just not gonna catch it yeah. so overflow is mm. yeah so i'm running around the house turning on every single exhaust fan i can find mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. chris is up on a chair unplugging the smoke detector in the kitchen because we just can't listen to it go off for another 18 minutes uh-huh. <laughs> and the house is just completely filling with smoke it's just like uh-huh. bad <laughs> And the worst part is, (laughs) as I'm watching this disaster unfold in slow motion over the course of twenty minutes, is that all my beautiful streusel is running off my muffins. So I just sat and and waited and the, you know, the rest of the family started poking their heads out. Mom, is there something on fire down there? Is everything okay? <laughs> I'm, so sorry, I'm so sorry. I can't t- pull these muffins. I'm committed. These muffins are staying in until they're right. done. Yeah. Even if we're all like breathing fumes, blowing smoke all our nostrils when, it, when they're done. So uh-huh. finally the timer went off. I pulled out the muffins and there's just like, toasted brown sugar all over like it's like one, edge to edge <laughs> of the muffin pan is just like a crust wow and i was just so sad and then i was like okay fine grab a knife start like peeling the muffins out and i realized oh this lovely buttery sugary stuff on top it's just like peeling off oh, <gasps> quick release okay. what if i well this is still hot right so what if i Uh take my my knife and I peel off this caramelized streusel and tuck it back into the pits of the muffins from whence they came because of course once the once everything melted out there's these you know lovely little caverns and crevices Mm -hmm. anyway so I I did that and it it worked And, and then I peeled them out and then I tried one and I thought oh my goodness these are incredibly moist, and also they've got not only the sort of cinnamon streusel, but also some, like, caramel happening here. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. So the, the house is, is uh, finally starting to smell not like smoke about two hours later. <laughs> and the muffins are pretty much gone at this point because it was a mm-hmm. snow day, and my husband came home from work. And, yeah, muffins and coffee were had by all, except for I have one muffin here. But you can see it; it is not a pretty thing. But I'd eat it. Yeah, I'm going to eat it actually very soon. <laughs> yeah, <as>. Nice. <laughs> yeah, um, that brown. But something sugar about all meat. that extra buttery streusel stuff mm-hmm. down in the middle of the muffins and up over top of the muffins, and it really turned out well. So what I would do next time mm-hmm. is probably just not overfill my muffin pans. I'll start with that, and mm-hmm. then maybe just a little bit less strusel but not a lot less because Mm-hmm. after all the drama and the fact that the next 10 times I turn on my oven, it's going to happen the same way because it's still there <laughs> waiting and I need to clean it. And uh, yeah, mm. but in spite of all of that, I'm very, very pleased with the way the muffins turned out. So there yeah. you go. There's my so muffin story. The muffins
0: story. themselves did not burn and the nope. muffin tint did not burn. It was only the stuff that spilled over the edge onto the bottom of the oven floor. I'm
3: pretty sure that was the source of the, nice. uh, you know, it. end just of the, the world, level, apocalyptic on. levels of smoke coming out of the oven. Yeah, <laughs> Put it on a cookie
2: yeah. sheet next
3: time. I might yes. do that. I'm sorry. I'm crunching <laughs> on some caramelized trissel yes. right now. Yes! <laughs> yes.
1: After talking we about it, be- I had to just do it. Uh-huh. You should just get a gigantic muffin tin with gigantic muffin holes in it.
3: Could you do like a loaf situation?
1: Yes, you could do it as a
3: loaf. You could easily do it in a loaf pan. I did actually, for maximum science, I tried this out with a little bit of batter I had left over with a big size muffin tin. I'd done little size muffins Mm -hmm. because they share better and they're better for coffee hour. By little size, Mm -hmm. I mean the normal size that was normal until about 20 years ago when everyone started eating gigantic (laughs) muffins but then i did two that were not overfilled in my gigantic Mm -hmm. muffin tin and i also did not put streusel on top because quite frankly i had run out of streusel Mm -hmm. (laughs) but instead i put a little white sugar granulated sugar and cinnamon and over one of them i added some toasted coconut as well that was probably my favorite muffin of all So maybe next time I won't do as much streusel. I'll make sure that it's got it in the middle and maybe do the toasted Mm -hmm. coconut on top instead. So I've got options. Now,
0: there might be other ladies in the lounge that have muffin secrets, but I was going to attempt, as you were describing this, to try and reach out to my mom. But my phone was not cooperative, so I gave up. (laughs) But my mom as I said, has been making all these muffins recently. My dad got on this muffin kick and my mom is like, okay, I'm here for it. And so she's making (laughs) all kinds of muffins. And she was telling me that she learned a secret. She didn't discover it. So she learned it and she now uses it for all of her muffins. Ooh. And she, she fills them all to the top. So I know, I know. And so you were like, I overfilled them and, But she always fills the batter to the top of the muffin tin. But then apparently the secret is the temperature. Like you started at one temperature for a set time and then you lower the temperature. Oh! And she was like, it gives these beautiful puffy topped muffins Mm -hmm. every time. And so aesthetically, it's very pleasing. But I can't for the life of me remember what those are. So, Mom, I know you're listening to this episode. (laughs) You're gonna need to go into the Facebook group and share the muffin secret. Yeah. <laughs> she probably knows like in real
2: time she can hear you right now. And by the time we're done recording, it will be on Facebook. She's seen so yeah. it
0: already. <laughs> yeah. So ladies, there might be others of you out there who have like a scone secret or a muffin, a muffin secret. technique that you're like, this is this is my go-to. It never fails me. What is it? I'd love to I'd love to hear what what your thing, your your tips and tricks are for these these baked goods that you could bring to a coffee hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what other special recipes do you have that we did not cover that you think are are excellent options? What mm-hmm. are your
3: go-to coffee hour recipes? I would yeah. say mine is another one of those that you could do on a Sunday morning. Muffins are great that way. Mm-hmm. Only if you do it mm-hmm. exactly the way I did it you might need to like add in an extra hour for like cleanup or just grab your muffins, leave the house and leave the windows open so it can air out while you're gone. That's another way to do it. Yeah. I wish I'd had some reason to leave the house for a
1: while this afternoon. (laughs) I know there's, there's one lady in our congregation who is the champ at making baked goods for, and I, I have to confess, I don't eat them because I can't. Yeah, and I, I don't think she does them for Sunday mornings because we get donut holes, which are also, mm. you know, super popular with kiddos. Yeah. But we have Wednesday night fellowship meals every week in Bible study. And she always brings the baked goods for nice. those. And it's like multiple trays full oh of different kinds of baked goods. And I have heard firsthand that they're amazing. So I'm sure she's got some recipes that would be mm-hmm. wonderful to share. I think the last one was like a cinnamon monkey bread bits or something. Mm-hmm. It was. That is so I don't good. even know. I don't, I don't. Yeah.
3: And ladies, yeah. if you are the sort of person who like that supplies baked goods regularly for your church's coffee hour or any events. Thank you. You are doing the Lord's work and, you know, practicing Christian hospitality. And I have. I have enjoyed so much of your work over the years. <laughs> yeah. With great appreciation.
0: Indeed. One last thing I'm gonna throw out there, just cause we often try and come come at a topic from multiple angles. You know, if you find yourself on a Sunday morning where you are scrambling the oreo thing is yeah so maybe that's not what you want to do every time but it's it's fine kids are going to love the oreos honestly adults are going to love the oreos too they're vegan yeah you know they're <laughs> <laughs> this time of year you could also consider for those of you who are like boy trying to offer something that's a little more you know, maybe maybe you're wanting to offer an alternative to a sugary baked good. Mm. Those, like, you could bring in, they're still sugary, but you could bring in, like, those little cuties. Oh. Those would be great at a coffee hour. People can just grab one of the little cutie mandarin oranges. So- mm-hmm. Or, you know, clusters of grapes work mm. well. Cut them up into sort of where they're already ready to go, where you just pick up a little, a small little cluster. Another great option. Cheese um, and
3: crackers. Yeah, For those who are trying to not do too much with the sugar.
0: Yeah. So for people who who are not eager to bake or that just is not something they enjoy or they just don't have the kitchen for it at this time, there are other ways. The fun thing about Coffee Hour Fellowship is it's the snacking on something that sort of eases the way for that interaction. And if it's homemade, fantastic. But honestly, it's the consuming food together that seems to be one of the key features of it. So don't don't make yourself too overstressed about needing to have perfect baked goods or else you can't participate. You don't. You don't need to have perfect baked goods to participate.
1: Nope. On that note ladies, we would love to know your ideas for your coffee hours, whether you have extravagant recipes or your favorite go-to snack from your local supermarket that you always love to pick up and bring. Either way, we would love to know your Iron Ladle Challenge contributions. You can share those in our Facebook group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge and we will share pictures of our own recipes on those platforms so you can see what we've all contributed to this episode you can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash lutheran ladies lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the kfuo radio app you can also sign up for the new lutheran ladies lounge e-newsletter very exciting thing We share lots of fun information, and especially if you're not on social media, you can sign up for that and get all of the latest podcasts, what's coming up on our upcoming podcasts, all of that information. If you go to the show notes for this episode and scroll down a little bit, you can find the sign up for that MailChimp e-newsletter. And recipes and photos from all of the recipes you heard about today. Yes, exactly. There you go. So sign up for that e-newsletter. We'll have another one coming out in... February this is February mm. <laughs> you're listening to the Lutheran ladies lounge podcast I'm Sarah I'm Aaron. I'm
2: need a venti half-calf double shot at triple axle, no lid half lid 60% almond milk and
3: 40% milk regular no okay how do you spell your name Bruce, that's Brucean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, two no, legs for Bruce. Half lid, no lid for Bruce. <laughs>
1: KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast are underwritten in part by Ad Crucem. Visit them online at adcrucem.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge.
2: This is the coffee syrup. This uh-huh. is the unsweet sweet tea. I am not drinking this. <laughs> <laughs> I care too much about my health and safety. Uh-huh. They look You're exactly know. the same. We're not judging you <laughs> if you are. Yeah, that's true. This is a judgment-free zone.